Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Thank y'all for hanging out down there. At Man, what a time. We're on the south side. What a fun we time know last y'all night. love when, when we come down to the south side. So we'll, we'll do our best to get back down. I was having so much fun with some of the listeners. Um, but it was Wednesday, you know, had to get home, and it's a long drive. And I was like, man, I would love to just hang out and do what you guys are about to do because those guys were getting after it. Like, right. they're ordering shots. And like, have a good. I was like, man, next time. Next time we're down there, we'll do a Friday, and we'll, we'll make a whole thing of it. But it was great. Great Sounds time. Sounds good. Sounds good. Mike, Carl, what's going on, guys? Hey, man, we're at uh, Twin Peaks in Buckhead tomorrow, by the way. I've been there in a minute. Speaking of shot, shot. Not that we're going to do that. That would be, that would be wrong. Uh, hey, man, Tiffany uh, Blackman is out in Vegas. We're yes. going to get the vibe. Talk to Tiff from the morning shift. Also, we're going to talk to uh, get more for you gamblers out there. Dave Mason from Bet Online. He's the sportsbook manager. So we'll get some more of your prop bets and see what makes sense. Uh, have you guys heard us on with Brandon Lang, who's been, like, on fire the last three decades picking the Super Bowl? Yeah. And he's like, 49ers should have been beat twice. He goes, I'm going with the Chiefs. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. We had the conversation yesterday. I know the 49ers are favorite, but who's the underdog? And I was like, uh, is it? Can you call Patrick Mahomes on it? I can't. I can't. <laughs> That's just it. I can't. I can't. Right? No. I also, can't uh, speaking of the 49ers, Ian Williams, who's our man in San Fran, former defensive tackle. He works for CBS at Orlando. So we'll talk about uh, what's his take on the Super Bowl as well. If anything's going to happen before the deadline, it was always going to happen in the 2 o'clock hour. Yes. So we turn it over to you guys. Hawks and NBA trade news right here because when news breaks, we pick up the pieces on Dukes and Bell. Dukes and Bell are going to get the breaking news. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning at 11. <laughs> Seems like a good idea after you've had a few. Mm, yeah, that's this show. It's time for Dukes and Bell. Oh, someone told me it's the Black Beverly Hills. Is that true? Driving in Atlanta just got a whole lot more bearable. Welcome to the party, pal. Hi, everybody. Carl Dukes and Mike Bell. The names that mean goodness. Say my name, you know who I am. Carl Dukes. I drink. I know things. Oh, don't question my authority thing. King Kong ain't got on me. Sometimes you just got to call somebody, and I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, ah! And Mike Bell. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Hope you guess my name. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes till somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes, right? Get ready for the best five hours of your life. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, stuff. Don't believe me, just watch. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. You know what? Why don't we start doing the stuff that other guys have done on other radio shows around the country? No. no. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Atlanta! Tick, tick. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. It is the trade deadline, and uh, we are 59 minutes away now from everything being finalized. There are teams that are making deals, Mike Bell, and there are teams who are trying to make deals. Mm. I still think between now and uh, the deadline, somebody's going to panic and make a bad deal. Teams like the 76ers at Buddy Hill shooting. 
Uh, Gordon Haywood's going to the Thunder. I think that's a nice pickup for them. Kelly Olynyk is going to the Raptors. Um, it's a name we had mentioned in the offseason. Absolutely. There are guys, we said this, it doesn't always have to be a superstar. It just has to be a nice piece right. that complements whatever's going on with your, your team. Um, what's going on with our team right now? Nothing. We have not made any deals. Uh, I don't know if we will. I hope we don't pull the trigger on a bad deal. But as we said, what are the Hawks looking for? They're looking for young players in return. Mike, they're looking to, to dump a little salary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are not willing to give up tandems like DeJounte Murray and Double O, uh, Okongu. They're not going to do that. So teams that are looking to, like, you know, kind of get over on us, right. that's been part of this discussion today is, yeah, we love DJ. Why don't you throw in a Kongu with that? And and the yeah. Hawks are like, no, we're not doing that. See, that's the deal breaker because, you know, we love Clint, but Capella is on the end of his run here with the Hawks. And, and you know, you said it, double O is kind of the future. So, yeah, that's that'd be a non-starter for me. You mentioned the Sixers. Uh, I would presume moving Beverly is maybe set up some room for something else to He's come. He's going between. to Milwaukee. But, but I still think they're going to take on oh, somebody, yeah. you know, yeah, because yeah. they got to make a run and beads out right now for a while. But, yeah, he's going to the Bucks, which is a nice fit for them. I, uh, you know. And, and Only gave up a second rounder, by the way. But there's nothing blockbuster, right? No. Not, not, nothing that you go, oh, whoa, I can't believe they made that kind of deal. This has all been kind of under the radar. If Unless you're a hardcore hoops fan, a lot of this is like, okay, how does P.J. Washington help the Dallas Mavericks, right? I mean, that's kind of what this is. We'll see if the Lakers get antsy. They're still thinking about doing something. And, you know, Mike, it's funny because Orrin was telling us today, Big O said, um, apparently the front office with the Lakers said, if LeBron wants it, <laughs> it'll happen. If LeBron wants DJ, right. they'll make the trade. They'll find a way to get it done. Okay, well, that makes sense because this is his last run, right? I mean, if it, it, either he's going to okay this or he's not, so that's fine. But I just don't know if DJ yeah. takes them over the top. No, I don't want D'Angelo Russell because they're not going to give us Austin Reeves, which is what you'd want in that trade, you know? So it's it's frustrating, uh, everyone, because you hear, because Carl just said, because LeBron has carried so much weight. If you hear something about the Lakers, everyone says, well, that's going to happen. But, you know, two ways of looking at this. You know, Andy brought this up on the air on his show. With the new CBA, it's harder to move your star players and your bigger, bigger money guys. Are, are the Hawks going to say, look, we screwed up with DeJounte Murray, and that contract kicks in, Carl becomes a really big deal, and they just don't want to pay it, which I think signals the wrong message to our audience and to the Hawks fans out there. And then eventually, you know, Trey's going to say, look, what, why am I wasting my time on, on a team which is simply a, a play-in team year after year after year? So hope they can come up with something. And, and as I said to Carl, I don't profess to be a capologist. It's very confusing, especially with the new rules. But the way I see it, you got the only way we get better, take any kind of leap, is to take on some big salary, spend some money. I don't know if we're going to do that. I just I, I don't mean, think we are either. I, I just don't know if we're going to do that. 404-726-0929. You guys can tell us what you think. Tiffany Blackman's going to join us. You hear her on our morning shift. She is the co-host of the morning shift and a CBS sports correspondent. She is in Las Vegas. We'll get the vibe and what's going on out there. Apparently she's having a lot of fun, Mike, uh, being involved in a bunch of activities. And we'll get the feel of what's going on. Countdown to Super Bowl is on. And, uh, of course, We've got all of it right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Tiffany's going to join us here in about 10 minutes. As we talk about the trade deadline, though, guys, we'll see where this goes over the next hour. Once it's done, Mike, this is the team. And then you say, whatever this looks like, are we good enough to be in these playoffs? Not not a play-in. A play mm. I, I know that's where we currently are. I got to find a way to get to the top six. And that is not out of the question, by the way. That, right. that, that is doable. You're not catching the Celtics who are 17 games in front of you, but you could definitely get to the sixth spot with a nice run and some help. 
Uh, but I just don't want to be in the plan. And then whatever this is going to look like after today, you say, okay, how far can we go? Yeah, and I know that uh, some folks, okay, me, feel that things kind of ramp up after the All-Star break, and that's when you go make your run. Yeah. And the intensity seems going to step up a little bit. But, I mean, you could argue that, uh, you know, the Pacers and the Sixers, even with the injury to Embiid right now, the Knicks are just better than us. You know, I know the Pacers are kind of a better version of us. They don't play a lot of great defense. But I just, I, 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 I'm just, right now the Pacers, their opponents are getting, they're giving up 122 points. But they're six games over 500. We give up 124 points, and we're seven games under 500. So they got better pieces. You know, they they got more star power than we do right now. No, no doubt. No, there's no doubt about it. And I do agree with you. Right now, as constructed, those teams are better. That's why they are where they are. Um, the Heat's kind of an enigma this year. Not sure what mm-hmm. that's going to look like. I know they've dealt with some injuries, and Jimmy Butler's still there. Uh, you know, Kyle Lowry's out. But I just, I don't know what that's going to be. When a lot of people expected the Heat to be a lot better. We'll see if they make a deal today and right. maybe try to, uh, you know, improve their team. We're talking about the trade deadline with you. You guys can hit us up. Is there somebody you absolutely feel like the Hawks need to go get mm. to make this team better? And, again, within reason. This is not, you know, monopoly money, all right? We, we have to, to keep that in perspective, that the salaries have to match up and everything has to look like it should, guys, when you make these deals. That's what makes it a little bit more difficult in the NBA than in other sports. 404-726-0929. Follow Mike. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Him Up. See Dukes and the radio show. is Dukes and Bell 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game and stay up on everything that's going on. Now, while we're watching the trade deadline, Mike, last night, what did you think of the, the a game with the Celtics? Hawks lose 125-117. You know, I just felt like they were, you know, score-wise, they were in striking range, but you just felt like Boston had control of this game. You know, and I just – it was frustrating. You know, I, I was listening to <laughs> listen to Bob Rathbun last night on TV. You know, it's just – man, these Celtics are just so clutch, Nick. You know, making big threes. And, I, I mean, th- th- this team is – it's – I want to believe – you just said, can this team make a playoff run? I just don't see it. I don't see this team going on winning 7 of 8 or 9 of 10. Matter of fact, we just won 4 of 5, and now we're playing some better teams. We just lost. You yeah. know, and so it's just <sighs> – Last night was just kind of what you're used to seeing, Carl. It's just it, it's a lot of you know nice runs at times. That NBA teams make runs, but you still gave up 125 to the Celtics. Now that by the way, the, the way we played, that's actually one of the better defensive performances of the year. I would agree. But unfortunately, you know your bench couldn't give you anything. You, you basically only played about eight guys. That's another thing. We we need bodies. If you go look at the minutes, that's a, that's another aspect of this. Bogey had a decent night, but that's the thing. He was two from ten from three. It's kind of like remember what we used to talk about Gallinari, good Gallo, bad Gallo. It's good Bogey, bad Bogey. If Bogey's on his game last night, you could have maybe won this thing, but he didn't, and he could. Every time there was a chance for a big momentum shifting three, he missed it, and so that's why the Celtics were able to kind of keep you at arm's length. Sadiq Bay with twenty five last night, and that's Trey, great. It was Trey had twenty. The real, I thought, the real eye opener was the way Jalen Johnson played. Um, the Celtics have really good bigs that play mm-hmm. D, and and it didn't matter. He went after him nineteen points. 15 rebounds. That's a monster game against that Celtics front court. So, Mike, you know, again, we see him continuing to develop. If you ask me right now, and I don't know who they're talking to on the phones and how this is going, you're not touching Jalen Johnson. You're not touching Trey. Well, what about those two guys are off the mark? You're not, we're not trading those guys. But I also think we're finding out, as we said to start the show, they don't want to come off of Okongwu, and nor no. should they. So, if you're telling me really that leaves – a couple of guys, what are their, what's their real value in the marketplace right. and what are you going to get in return? That is why I think this is not probably going to happen today because 
I don't think you're going to get a whole lot for the guys that you do want to trade. Look, you know, last night you mentioned Sadiq Bay. Now, is, what's, what's he going to do next game? You know, if Sadiq Bay, if you got 22, 20 to 22 every night from Sadiq Bay or 18 to 20 from DeAndre Hunter, then this team can do the things you were just talking about. Yep. Making that run. But it's, it's the inconsistency. It's a lack of bench scoring. You know, I know that and eventually DeAndre Hunter's minutes will ramp up. He was, uh, what, uh, one of four from three last and only played 23 minutes because he's still coming off the injury. Which is like, I mean, let's go. You need more. I mean, I, I, I presume after the All-Star break, they will get – he'll start playing – Regulate. I mean, get to 35, 38 minutes is what we need right now from this dude. All right, guys, we'll uh, keep you updated throughout the course of the afternoon. And, uh, of course, we'll be breaking it down. Tiffany Blackman's on the way. We'll talk plenty more about the Super Bowl. As far as the Super Bowl is concerned, do you see the Chiefs as villains, by the way? Patrick Mahomes no. made this comment about the villains of the NFL. I, I don't see that. I, I saw the Patriots that way. I don't yeah. see the Chiefs that way. I totally, especially after the spy gate and everything else. I, and I got sick of the Patriots. You know, it's like Brady. At the, it's funny. I've gone up, did a 180 on Brady because it wasn't until he got to the Bucs and I said, you got to appreciate the greatness. You know, at the time, you were just like, oh, I'm so over this team. I love Mahomes' style. I love the way he answers the questions. Uh, real quick, give me an answer, a, a question, answer your question. I, I had to go get some propane for the Super Bowl. Got to have some propane products ready to go right. for the grill and okay. for the fire pit. So I go down to a local hardware store. And guy and young kid who's in his early twenties works here. He goes, so what do you think, man? I go, ah, I'm pulling for the Chiefs, man. He goes, ah, oh, man, I'm so sick and tired of Chiefs. Taylor Swift. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, really? He goes, yeah, man. I'm like, well, I'd love to see the 49ers, you know, get it. I mean, it's a really good team. But he goes, I, I, but I just can't bet against Mahomes. But he, his whole thing was he's sick and tired of Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Yeah, see that, that and you worried about the wrong things. That's like, what I spelled. You worried about the wrong. I didn't things. want Seriously. him to short shift me on the propane, but yes, oh, exactly. I agree with you on that. Yeah, he probably would have because if you would have defended it in any way, mm-hmm. he probably would have thought that you were uh, pro Taylor Swift. By the yeah. way, I don't know how the little hardware stores compete with Home. Actually, I do know the markup on the rake was incredible. Got it a is. rake, it's a plastic piece of plastic and a piece of wood. Yeah. I know, but you know, but you want to support the local business. You do, you do. They just don't have as many items, right? right. That's why you go to Home Depot because they just there's <laughs> right. so much more. But right. when you go to mom and pop stores, you know those those uh, those right. local uh, stores like you're talking right. about, it's great, man. Look, I feel guilty so much on Amazon, but again, so we're off track here. But yes, and if we could find some defensive <laughs> players, if we could go to Amazon and find a three and D guy for the Hawks, and we could find some more, of that I'd be great, good to go. Well, you know <laughs> what though, Mike? Seriously, the, the Amazon thing, he's just. Bezos just made it too easy. It's so e- it is ridiculously easy to sit in your chair and go, I need, oh, we need dishwashing liquid. You just can hit anything right. and, and order and you don't have to move. And there's a big distributorship. I mean, one of their big uh, warehouses is like right down the street from where I live. So sometimes I can order stuff and it's there that afternoon. I mean, it's like insane how it quick is. it'll get to you. No, I know. I feel bad. But no, man, we'll talk more about the uh, Super Bowl. I I'm, mean, I'm not sick of yeah. but to I'm not that, sick of the Chiefs. I don't see no, them as villains. Me neither. And, and I'm not sick of Taylor Swift I, because it doesn't bother me. And I like Andy Reid. Yeah. I mean, I think Andy Reid is like a lovable, big, you know, Kool-Aid man. I like the guy. Yeah. I mean, we act like Taylor Swift is like doing gyrations in the camera when when Kelsey scores. Or I just something. can't believe this guy. Young, it's not like this isn't some angry old like nah, these kid of Taylor. It's a twenty-year-old kid who didn't want to see Taylor Swift. Yeah. All right, we're gonna talk to Tiffany Blackman. She's out in Las Vegas, co-host of the Morning Shift. She'll join us next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It is Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're talking Super Bowl. We're going to head to Vegas in a little bit here. Talk to Tiffany Blackman, part of our morning show. It's the morning shift. Uh, but I'll say this, man. It's, if Kyle Shanahan is able to find a way to win, uh, he puts all these narratives to bed that have been said about him and that he carries with him. Um, you know, it, it started prior to him becoming the head coach of the 49ers, Mike. It started right here mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Because we spent three months after the Super Bowl playing the blame game. And whether it was Quinn or whether it was Kyle Shanahan, I remember asking Dan Quinn, you know, uh, are you on the headset? He said, yeah, I knew the calls for those who don't remember this. Okay, I'm just refreshing your memory. But he said, I gave Kyle full autonomy. Look, you you don't do that all season and lead the league in scoring and then get on the headset in the right. Super Bowl and go, hey, we're not going to do this. You let your offensive – this was Dan Quinn. You let your offensive mm-hmm. coordinator do what he's done. In that moment, Mike, it made me think, and it makes me think now, what, we, what we've been saying about, you know, Dan Campbell. The, these games and the magnitude of these games, sometimes you just need right. that. He, I would have loved if DQ would have done that on the headset and said, hey, 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 let's run the football. But we didn't do it. So I'm only saying that to say there is a lot of things that Kyle has to do as far as putting these narratives to bed about him being a guy that wins. But, Mike, he ain't winning the big one. But if you go back and look at uh, our series, because I posted that video up there, and I wasn't trying to be a jerk. It was in my timeline. Somebody had sent it and said, man, you still believe this? And then you go back and look, and we all know. I didn't want to see it. The throw to Julio. I got like, oh, it's, I, the numbers are insane, by the way. Uh, I got like, a, Misery Loves Company on this one, Carl, because I've got over 215,000 views on this. Yeah. And because it's just, it's obviously going to be a thorn in our side until we ever get back and win, pull off the win. But. The, the lack of running the football, we basically threw two out of three on every three or four and out that we had. And it was like, it was like a, 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 so he went down that road, and I just think at sometimes guys get tunnel vision. We talked about Todd Munkin, the game plan. The Buffalo Bills against the Giants, probably the best chance they had to win a Super Bowl. Maybe slow things down. Slow down. I know the K-Gun's based on tempo. Just things that just, you know, adjustments you had to make, which maybe takes you a little bit out of your comfort zone, but not the wrong way. You know, just the big picture. And then, of course, as everybody and their uncle knows, fall down three times, 22-yard line. Matt Bryant was as money a kicker as you'll ever find in the NFL. You would have forced the Patriots to burn their timeouts, and they would have had – it was a two-possession game. But that's, but that's why Atlanta doesn't have a Super Bowl because franchises – and, again, there's no connection to Dan Reeves in 98 or any other coach or Mike Smith in 2012, but you have that sort of perception, Carl, that you're not clutch. Right. And whether who the coach is or who the, the regime was, it just the one thing that transcends all that is a lack of clutch. Yeah, we uh, hopefully can turn that around. Let's talk to Tiffany Blackman. She's in Vegas while we're talking about Kyle Shanahan and the Super Bowl and all the things that are going on. Tiffany, appreciate hey. you. And uh, I know you're having fun out there. Somebody told me you got to work the, the fountains at Bellagio. Is that true? 
That is true. They uh, let me go up to the uh, top of the tower where they control it, and there's like a green button. There's so much work that goes into all of it, <laughs> and then you just press this one button, and the fountains go off. It's pretty cool. <laughs> no, I mean, it's funny. We've always joked around about, you know, whenever you walk by Bellagio, they'll play some classic music or Sinatra. I've always wanted to go in there and crank up Metallica or something, have the fountains go to that, or I, I don't know, man, or, or maybe Usher in lieu of the Super Bowl. There's a whole music set list, too, that they can choose from. So pretty much, you know, if you wanted to, only 12 people a year get the chance to do it. Very cool. <laughs> so maybe you can work something out. Wow, that's awesome. So set the scene for us. I mean, listen, Vegas is always, for the most part, crazy. Uh, we don't assume that everybody that listens to us has been or had a chance to visit. Maybe you've been there for business or not pleasure, so you were in and out. But if you go to just hang, and you, Tiff, you've been out there enough, you know, it it can have just its own vibe to it. What what's going on? What's it feel like this week as we lead up to the Super Bowl? The first time it's ever been there. Yeah, um, it's been crazy. I think a, a lot of people are coming in today. But yesterday, I was at the NFL Experience hanging out uh, for one of the features I've been working on here um, at the Nickelodeon set with Nate Burleson. And there's Rich Eisen set right there. Like everybody is just kind of thrown into the middle of everything with all these different setups. And fans are just pouring in, getting to walk around and take it all in to see, oh, you know, live production. Of course, there's Radio Row, which I'll probably try to walk by um, at some point this week. Uh, and then uh, tonight's the big night for NFL Honors. So I already got a little look, which I won't share at the guest list who's going to be there. But I'll be working the red carpet, so I'm getting ready for that. Um, but I think, gosh, people are just so excited about this. And it's just football fans in general, right? Not just fans of these two particular teams. Uh, one of the other stories I got to do was at the Little White Wedding Chapel. So I had a, a wife that was a fan of the Giants, and then her husband was a fan of the Steelers. They tied the knot and put their team chains on. So uh, it's been a, it was quite interesting. I got to sit in on a wedding, but uh, but it's been a really cool atmosphere so far. Very cool. Tiffany Blackman, we're guys from the morning shift out there in Vegas. And there's really no big controversy brewing here. There's no, I mean, nobody's gotten arrested or anything stupid has happened yet. That usually happens on Friday or Saturday night. But the only thing we can talk about, I guess, Tiff, is the perception that the, the Chiefs are starting to get in like that Patriot territory of like people are sick of them. Carl and I are not sick of them. I'm not sick of my homes. And I'm, I certainly don't give a crap about Taylor Swift. But it seems like everyone's obsessed with this thing. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people are, and I think that that probably uh, has a lot to do with what it's kind of people feel like it's been an oversaturation, right? Um, but really, and the reality is she's only been shown for, I think, like not even less than like not even a full minute uh, throughout the game. So right. it's like seconds. But I was at opening night and you could hear <laughs> You could hear it and visibly uh, see it there. It, maybe there was a ton of 49ers fans or maybe it was just NFL fans that were just wanted to be angry at the Chiefs because as soon as Travis Kelsey started talking, everybody's booing. <laughs> They're just booing relentlessly. And he's like, keep it coming because it's going to fuel them. Right. And then like when Kristen McCaffrey or Brock Purdy started talking, everybody's cheering um, at Allegiant Stadium where opening night was held. So that kind of gives you an idea of kind of, I guess, where people are at uh, on this whole Chiefs kingdom thing. Throughout the course of the season, Tiffany, you had a chance to cover a lot of these teams. Uh, what do you think of each one of these teams? Like, you know, we always say, oh, the best teams are in the Super Bowl, but – like, I kind of feel that way, right? I thought the Ravens would get there, but they had to go through Patrick Mahomes, and it doesn't surprise me that the Chiefs are back. But when you've had a chance to cover these teams throughout the course of this season, what do you think makes them who they are? 
Yeah, um, I didn't get either of their games, but just in kind of studying film of some of the teams I did have that had played them, um, I liked what the Chiefs have done in terms of, like, they've got this ground game with Pacheco and, you know, Travis Kelsey, when people were talking about him being on the outs before, which sounds crazy, um, you know, he came back alive later on in the season and during their playoff stretch. And then what Mahomes is doing, how can anyone not appreciate that? Um, he's, I mean, I don't want to sound cliche here, but he is like a magician out there finding all sorts of different ways just to get the throw off, and it just seems effortless for him. Um, but the ground game is what I really like what they have going. Uh, and when you look at the 49ers, whose defense is really good, in the playoffs they haven't fared that well on the ground. So you throw in that mix of Christian McCaffrey, and, you know, I, I, I kind of – or excuse me, I need to flip-flop that. Um, and so – but anyway, if you look at these two teams, um, I think it's going to be a great matchup. And I do like what McCaffrey brings to the table as kind of the Swiss Army knife of this thing. And, uh, and then Bacheco, excuse me, on the ground game, um, being able to maybe possibly kind of run it up on the 49ers who do have a really good defense. Tiffany Blackman, guys, you're here on the morning shift, also CBS Sports correspondent, live from Vegas, giving us the flow. Uh, we were saying, you know, right before you came on, Tiff, don't get too cute. If you're Shannon, you just said it, just run the football, man. But everybody, I don't know, maybe everybody, okay, me, a little bit of Carl, I don't trust Brock Purdy. I think I think I could see a little bit of the Garoppolo thing seeping in from the last time these guys met in a Super Bowl. Uh, I don't even know if I, I would. I, I see what you're saying, mm. but I, you know, as as a reporter or whatever, looking at facts and stuff like that, and, <laughs> and and being purely unbiased and whatnot. You know, I like what he's done. I really do love the storyline of the Mister Irrelevant. Right. Um, and you know, Cam Newton was talking about this yesterday. The whole title of being the game manager, and I think he was. He, I think he actually did sum it up well where you could maybe look at, he called Tom Brady, uh, even a game manager, called him an elite one. And so, but, you know, he's not calling Brock Purdy elite. And that, yeah, he's got a bunch of players and playmakers on his team that he lists off as being better than, than Brock Purdy is, right? And I, I can I, I I agree with that, right? You got a George right. Kittle on your team. You got a Christian McCaffrey on your team. Or you got check on your team. Um, you know, there's just so many playmakers on both sides of the ball for them that they have found ways to get it done, but you can't get it done for quarterbacks not doing something right, right? Right. So I think you give the man his credit where it's due, and the guy's got him, and he's got him in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Tiff, let's let's talk about what's really going on. What you doing out there? Okay. What's going on? What's going on tonight? Where's the party? I am actually Come on, Tiff. waiting on a pickup order because I packed poorly of some earrings <laughs> because I am getting dressed uh, to go to NFL Honors. And everything starts earlier out here, right? right? So I'm working the red carpet, trying to do a little bit of makeup, trying to talk to you guys, trying to watch when my order is about to arrive. Um, <laughs> and so get set up out there. Going to be doing a number of interviews um, out on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's going to be here. Um, the list goes on and on. Um, CJ Stroud's going to be here too. So I'm going to try to set my sights on maybe nabbing a couple couple questions in with some of those guys. Um, but yeah, it should be a lot of fun uh, this evening. Yeah, it, right it will be, and uh, we know you're going to do a great job. Uh, enjoy, have fun, and um, we'll be watching. The honors is always cool. I like the way that they've gone to this now. By the way, I, I think it, it it has improved and. It gives guys a chance. We, it gives us as an audience a chance to see guys in a different light. So, Tiffany, thank you so much for stopping by. Enjoy Vegas. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Have a great week. You cool. too. Tiffany Blackman, guys, out there in Las Vegas. Mm. Uh, she mentioned Lamar and all those guys. You know, I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I was going to say, how long does that heartbreak last, Mike, When you, you right. for Lamar, right? You had everything right there. 
he's going to be on the red carpet right. tonight, and somebody's going to ask him, you right. know, hey. Hey, like we said earlier, I just think, you know, they got there running the football, him running the football. They just, they, I, I think Todd Munkin, for all the great things he's accomplished the last few years, screwed that he up. screwed that up, man. And, and Lamar, look, Lamar's got to be better in those moments. Everyone knows it. Keegan uh, Michael Key, by the way, the host tonight for those honors on. Uh, Gonna be funny. Yeah, always does a good job. Tough to play to that room because not everybody gets the jokes. Gonna be funny. <laughs> I, I think it'll be fun. I think he'll take shots only right. because of, like, again, their skits when he was on Key and Peel. He's done more than that right. now, but their their sports skits were right. hilarious. Do you remember the the slap the booty thing? Yes. The button when they were the baseball Dude, players. Will you please I mean, stop. Stop. Will you please uh, stop hitting my ass. It was so funny. <laughs> so I think he'll be he'll be funny. All right, coming up, we got some headlines to get to, guys. Hawks. Still maybe looking to do something. Big O's producing the day, and I'm looking at him. There is no movement as we speak. It is 2.35. Trade deadline is 3 o'clock. I don't think the Hawks are doing jack. All right. We're going to get into that coming back here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Coming up, we're going to give you some prop bets. Dave Mason, bet online sportsbook brand manager, is going to join us next hour. There are some props that I really do like heading into Super Bowl Sunday. Um, Mike, we were just watching, and, and we listen. Every Super Bowl moving forward, there's somebody that is going to reminisce about our Super Bowl. Correct. Okay, it's just what it is. And we were in studio. <laughs> we're in studio today, and and we looked up, and um, Matt Ryan was on. I think he was on NFL Network, and they're interviewing him. So I turned the volume up, and Mike and I are sitting here, and we're like, "Oh, what's Matt saying about the Super Bowl?" And what are they doing? They're asking him about our Super Bowl. Yeah, and I forget who, who was on the panel was saying, man, that's one of the great throws and great catches. And, yeah, we're talking about the – we have the video up at Mike Bell ATL. We and I were chatting about it. It should have been the exclamation point, the validation of a drafting moving up to get Julio to obviously put you in position for the game-winning field goal and just and stop the bleeding as the Patriots were chipping away at that lead. But Matt, and Matt kind of said, yeah, that would have uh, certainly changed that narrative. <laughs> The understatement of the year, man. I hear you. It is. And he knows it. It is. Because uh, if the game goes differently, it might right. be one of the greatest throws in, in Super Bowl history. Right. One of them. Uh, but it doesn't doesn't get remembered that way. So, uh, anyways, we were just watching mm. that and, and kind of sitting there and Matt handled yeah, I mean, it perfectly. I know we all know about Julio. I mean, it, it, Julio has to elevate and then to- and tap the toes and drag the toes. So, I mean, it was an amazing catch. Put it, Matt, put it where it, you get a, the defender couldn't break it up. It was only Matt, Julio. And Matt also moves up in the pocket, shows. I mean, that, you guys, sometimes guys makes 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 it like Matt was a statue back there. He actually he makes a great move, steps up in the pocket, avoids the rush. One thing we forget about that end of the of that Super Bowl, Alex Mack had bl- basically broken his leg the in the NFC Championship and had been shot up, taped up, and eventually just started wearing down in in the second half. And then Devontae missing blocking assignments because he was in his bag because Tevin was getting more touches in the second half. It was all it was like the perfect storm of just meh. things yeah. things that could go wrong. Yep, uh, no doubt. All right, guys, want to hear sure, from you? Sure to take you down memory lane. Well, it was, we were just it, both <laughs> right. of us were sitting here like, oh, great. But Matt handled it perfectly. And yep. he's, you know, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it now. All you can do is answer the questions of what you were able to handle. Matt, by the way, and for all you idiots out there, we didn't lose the game because of Matt Ryan. He played great in the Super Bowl. That wasn't why we lost. Mm-hmm. So young defense got exploited. Tip balls. You know, you guys, we've seen that thing a million times. I don't have to, Go look at how many times yeah. the Patriots scored in the second half. Yeah, and then and made every two point, and then made the two point conversions. That's the other thing. How many how many times you know two point conversions like a coin flip at best, and they were getting that too. All right, man, uh, we got Ah. more to get to. Speaking of prop bets, and uh, Dave Mason's going to join us. We'll get to an NFL blitz here in less than fifteen minutes. As I said, Big O handling both duties today, executive producing, and he's our engineer. We got a lot more to chop up. 
15 minutes until the trade deadline. We'll see if the Hawks do anything. Big O, let's hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. Hitting the headlines with Dukes and Bell. This hour brought to you by the Man Cave Store for family, friends, and fun. Visit mancavestore.com. All right, Mike. Do they do anything? Are we going to do anything? Or is this our team is on the floor? Well, as we said, the closest apparently we got is the Pelicans. Fly Pelican is the idea that uh, <laughs> they'd be looking to unload Zion uh, Williamson and then you'd have to trade DeJounte. But the, uh, as you said, the, the monkey with the wrench was they wanted a, a, a Mecca, a Mecca, they wanted Okongu and we don't want to give up double O because we like him. Now, no one's going to take Capella because with all due respect to Clint, who we always enjoy talking to, just he's near the end of his career and he's not that same guy. So it's just, I, I don't want to give up Okongu. But imagine, I, well, I do think Zion would put some fannies. I mean, we've already got fannies in the seats, but does that put you in a position where you can put a run together with his athleticism? Well, I think it gives you another legitimate score on the floor mm. with Trey if you were able to, you know, again, if we're talking about trading DeJounte, are you keeping him or are right. you giving him up? But I think it gives you another legitimate score. And, Mike, you know, say what we want about, you know, his weight. He's got to certainly keep that under control. But at the end of the day, he's a high flyer, man. This dude gets up, and there are not many guys in the league that can jump and do the things Zion does above the rim. I I would take it, but I don't think that's going to happen. I want to ask you this, uh, and we'll see what happens. Maybe they make a deal here, and maybe they don't. Do you trust Landry Fields? Uh, Don't really have a lot of sample size here, do I, to really go by? So I, I I don't say I don't trust him. I just don't know what I'm what it is. And, and if we, there's not much we can do here other than things which would take on a lot of salary, which we know we're just not going to do. And that's beyond. Now that's not his fault that yeah. the owner doesn't want to spend money and, and jam, get jammed up in the luxury tax. The reason why I ask that question is if I asked you that same question about Alex Anthopoulos, you'd uh, emphatically nod your head and say yes. Even if I asked you that question about Terry Fontenot with what he was able to do and spend the money right. he did last year and improve the defense, you'd shake your head. Trust Landry Fields. That's the general manager of our Hawks. And, mm. and that is something, Mike, because it may not be all his fault that he's unable to make a deal again. How much of this is coming down from ownership to say, hey, we don't want to spend X amount of money, make sure we're doing this, that, and the other. So uh, Adrian Wojnarowski just tweeted out, I think, Mike, that the Hawks are keeping DeJounte Murray no trade for him. Okay. So we're 10 minutes from the deadline. If you guys thought DJ was going somewhere, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, he's not. So – that deal's off the table. You're not trading double O. Who are you trading? Probably nobody, Mike. It looks like this team is going to stay pat, mm. and we will see how far this version of the Hawks can go. Now, if DeAndre Hunter can put it together, I was just looking because for a while there, DeAndre and Zion were neck and neck as far as games missed. Obviously, Zion missed the entire 21 season. Yep. But uh, games played 155 for Zion, and it is 234 with a full season under his belt extra uh, that he had the opportunity to play for our man DeAndre Hunter. But uh, the most he's ever played is 67 games. Can he stay healthy? Because you do see the defense. You do see in the half court. We play defense. He can help you, Nate. (laughs) You know, that's one area where he can help. You know, but he still never – he has never validated being the fourth overall pick in that draft on this team. Nope. But, But again, another chance. And, okay, for all you guys who say one, two, three, four, five, it's year five or six that things really start to happen, Carl, with an NBA player. Okay. He's been missing a lot of time. Chance to redeem himself in the minds of us and other Hawks fans. But yeah, I, I, we need more scoring. Can you can you can you find some, some scoring at the trade deadline and give up some 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 garbage second round picks and some some and dump somebody off the bench? That's a bit much. I don't know a defender. 
Doubtful. Yeah, that's just, it's hard to make that work, man. Doubtful. Uh, and you haven't seen major moves yet either, other than Patrick Beverly going to the box on the no, Sixers. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, the, the Pacers are getting Doug McDermott from the Spurs. I mean, that's a move that most people don't even know what, who McDermott is. These are the kind of moves. But these are the under-the-radar moves where you go, oh, that's the guy they traded for. Mm-hmm. Watch how some of this plays out. What's up, Big O? You know what these moves kind of signify to me? It's like playoff teams or teams that are in playoff position are just solidifying rosters right now and getting depth. Right. Like, there's no major pieces right now, but it's just you're seeing the playoff teams right now are the, the ones that are making significant minor deals, and they're doing it just to make sure that, hey, we have depth pieces, we have rotational pieces. So when we have our eight, nine-man rotations, we got our guys set now, and this is what we're going to go for the rest of the season. It's, it's the playoff teams that you see right now that are making the moves that you talk about. They might be minor, but – Right. Might be major. I mean, if you look at this team now, the Hawks, after giving that nice winning four or five, we've now, we're now four and six in our last ten games, Carl. Yep. And anybody outside Atlanta would say, you know, some general managers might blow that thing up because you're not getting the results. You've had two years. This will be the third year of being in that play-in zone. Yeah. And 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 I know Hawks fans don't want to hear that, but we're probably the only guys in, in sport, covering the NBA today expecting the Hawks to do anything to drop salary. And that's unfortunate uh, because I want to improve the team. But I will say this. I am totally okay with keeping DJ, and I think this is a smart move. You just don't give him away. There's too much invested. And so to keep him, as we are reporting, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting that the Hawks will not trade DeJounte Murray. Well, I I didn't want to trade just for trade's sake. Correct. And and just, look, accept the fact that you blew it with giving up three first-rounders, but – when you see that little spurt we had with the four out of five, you say, wow, okay, him and Trey do exist. And maybe the Quinn Snyder thing is starting to work. And is that going to – I hope so. Because we get once we get after the trade deadline, that will be the full year, Carl, under Quinn Snyder's belt here as the head coach. Yeah. And then you have to start evaluating what he's doing, not, well, that was Nate. Right. Got to get away from that. Because at some point it's got to become – Quinn Snyder's team. That's it. Right. All right, guys, headlines brought to you by our friends at ATL Live Well. Don't just live, live well. Speaking of Quinn Snyder, here's what he said last night about the shots not falling against the Celtics late in that game. We knew they were going to shoot threes. It's hard to uh, be disappointed in that effort, particularly when you know we felt like we had to really shoot the ball at a good clip, and we weren't able to see the ball go in. We had some good shots, and they just didn't go. We did. Uh, and the Celtics are good at home, and they know how to finish, Mike. That's t- honestly right. that, like that's what we're talking about. Hawks at Philly on Friday. That is tomorrow. Pre-game at six thirty. Tips at seven. Right here on Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. Let me hear Brock Purdy talking about being labeled as a game manager as we get ready for Super Bowl Sunday. I feel like it's it can be a compliment at, at, at times where it's like, all right, you got a guy that can come in and and run the system well. Um, I feel like that's a compliment. I think that's you know you're doing things right mentally and. And obviously, you're good enough to be able to hit guys that are open and make plays. Um, you know, there's 32 teams in the NFL, and there's not a lot of people that can come in and, and play the quarterback position well in the NFL. It's a hard, it's a hard job. So, um, if you're saying that I'm a game manager and I, I don't look flashy in how I do it, I mean that's your opinion and that's okay. And at the end of the day, I want to do what it takes to help my team win. And so, I think winning at the end of the day in the NFL is probably the biggest and most important thing. I think the game manager thing is one of those that drives people crazy. I mean, what is a game? A game manager is a quarterback, I think, first off, Carl, who's not flashy. Sure. Okay. Who doesn't have, you know, the, the, the requisite skills that a lot of folks in this town want to see. But to me, it really comes back to a game manager is a complimentary piece to your defense. If your defense is lights out and you have a good running game, then you can be Phil Sims or you can be Trent Dilfer and just, and then you are the game manager. 
You know, Terry Bradshaw was considered a doofus, and Chuck Noll hated his guts, but the guy called the plays and got the ball to Swan and Stallworth. They made some of the greatest throws in Super Bowl history. That's not a game manager, right? No. Roger Straubach, doing things on his own, not a game manager. Joe Montana, whatever you that was, he never, you know, he never lost. And the interceptions, he never threw. I mean, he was always on point. That's not a game manager. To me, I, game manager means mediocre. That's I know we get in all the the semantics about it, especially this year this year with Purdy. I, but I think he's he's more than mediocre. I don't think I he's don't think that. he's mediocre. I think he makes plays with his legs. I do too. I think there's guys who have agendas who talk about sports and don't like Purdy for whatever reason. And Cam, look, Cam Newton can wear all the funny hats in the world and say all he wants, and he was amazing in his time. But he's not that guy anymore. And these are the guys that are doing the job. And Cam Newton, by the way, if he wasn't game managed, they might have beaten one a Super Bowl. No doubt. Zeke says, put him up. See, Dukes, Landry Fields has done nothing for me to trust him. I want to keep DJ. Mm. It's a shame Clint has no value in Hunter as well. We need more shooting. And Bogey's just inconsistent. That's from one of our listeners, Zeke. Yep. Bogey looked like sixth man of the year. If you remember how the yeah. season started, looking yeah. good. Now he's not doing that. Zeke, it's, uh, that's a fair assessment, man. That's why I asked the question. We are counting down to the trade deadline. It looks like the Hawks aren't going to do anything. Uh, and they're not trading to Jonte Murray. More on this coming up on the other side. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio, another 92.9 The Game. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 